Howdy and welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we have fun talking all things hunting and in the process do our best to support small and family-owned businesses in the hunting space. Here are your hosts and resident bandits, Jimmy Byrne and Richard Kinchlow. Howdy folks, welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Jimmy here, and as always, I'm joined by the Corn Bandit, Richard. How you doing, sir? Yes. <laughs> Outstanding. And uh, for the record, folks, I'm available for har. If uh, anybody needs a a, uh, a turkey impression, I'm kind of like a Santa Claus with a turkey. Uh, nice. And that was done, just no calls, nothing. So, oh, that's pre- awesome. Pretty impressive. Yeah. That's not a, uh, a foreshadowing to what we're going to talk about today, is it? I don't not speak French, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. No. No, awesome. Well, before we get into that, uh, I just got a couple housekeeping items. If you're a new listener to the podcast, uh, and we're getting more and more of the, of you guys every episode, uh, welcome to the hunt. We're glad to have you. And uh, just what's interesting is, you know, recently we've been receiving some uh, really cool gear from uh, several companies. Uh, so we'll be testing those out at El Rancho Bandito in the coming months. So stay tuned to our podcasts and blogs uh, on all that. Uh, it'll be fun to, to kind of introduce some of that stuff to you guys and, you know, see how it works uh in the real world from us. And then uh, lastly, if you want to be kept in the loop of this cool gear and other services like it, uh, just be sure to join the hunt by texting the word bandit to three, four, five, three, four, five. And when you do, we'll send you deals on innovative hunting gear and services straight to your inbox. Uh, You definitely don't want to miss out. So don't forget to text bandit to three, four, five, three, four, five. And join us on the hunt today. So with that, what shall we talk about today, I wonder? Let's see. It's getting towards the end of March. Mm. Uh, I don't think mm. no, nothing really interesting is coming up, is it? Mm. Uh, well, <laughs> there is the, the last blast before uh, before summer. Oh, yes, no. yes. Uh, yes. No, that actually already started. Turkey season has already started yes, yeah. in, in multiple states. Uh well, just as a reminder to everyone listening, we're here yeah. in uh, the great state of Texas. So, Yeehaw. Uh, but yes, it's uh, my favorite animal, or yep. animal, bird, if you will. Right. <laughs> Avian, I guess. Sure. Uh, favorite thing to hunt is the turkey. So, uh, I don't know. Take it away. I guess you just want to talk about, uh, give a re- little refresher about sure. uh, turkey hunting and get out, yeah. get us uh, just super excited to get out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. Well, you know the the turkey, the turkey is is a very, very intelligent bird. In fact, I think Benjamin Franklin actually wanted to make it the uh, national bird as opposed as opposed to the bald eagle, which I think yeah. is, a, is a is a really cool little factoid. Well, I am for um, the fact that uh, you know they were kind of against what I understand against the bald eagle because it's a predator. Oh, uh, no kidding. And, United States, you know, or the idea of the government at the time, you know, was to right. be, you know, neutral, a beacon of liberty, but not, <laughs> not yeah. getting involved in everybody's business. Or yeah, well, they blew that one. Yeah. 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 yeah, you know, just to be a an example of liberty, but uh, yeah. yeah, we won't go there. We'll go. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> well, a whole other series. A whole other series. Podcast, so, but you're right, the turkey. Uh, right, that's, that's always interesting. Yeah. It's it's a it, the turkey is a super super smart bird. Uh, they're they're uh, they're a, 
they're a real difficult species to uh, uh, to 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 hunt. Um, so let's talk about the I guess the the basics of, about the turkey. You know, I've, I've always said it that you know if you're going to pursue an animal, you need to know a little bit about it. Okay. So, you know, the wild turkey, you know, first and foremost, um, great eyesight, okay? They see in color, and they can detect movement very, very, very well. Um, so you, you've got to be – you camouflage is a must, okay? And we're not talking, um, you know, well, just a shirt and pants, you know. Now, we're, we're talking the whole kit and caboodle pants. Um, long sleeve shirt, right? Long apps, you've got to have a long sleeve shirt, Exactly. Uh, gloves and and a face mask. Uh, now you and I, of course, will differ on sunglasses. I am anti sunglass. However, you look like Ray Charles and uh, <laughs> and uh, and camouflage to each their own. But uh, you're certainly more comfortable than I am. That that's for sure. But, well, I will say this: if if I got the sun behind me, right? One, you know, okay. But if it's, okay. if I'm looking into it, then right. You know that that glare is not going to work. Oh yeah! Oh God! I know, and especially in the afternoon when you're kind of whooped, and the mm-hmm. yeah, nah, it kind of makes for a, a potentially a miserable evening. So, so yeah, the the, the sense the uh, the eyesight is incredible. A hearing is 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 probably just as good as well. So, but I I think that definitely the 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 sense that kills hunters the most is definitely going to be the fact that they can see so well. Um, uh, so you've really got to be fully camouflaged. Uh, so let, let's talk about that. And I think that really kind of goes into to, you know to your locations. Uh, you know, there, there's a couple different ways of you know pursuing turkeys. Okay, well, I'm, obviously, if you've got a you know a deer stand, you can be in your deer stand. Okay, and it works just as well. If you're in your deer stand. Uh, you obviously just remember that you're going to have that gun out the window. Hopefully, uh, you're going to still need to be camoed up. Okay, um, and then that includes your hands and all that kind of stuff. And you can get a late way with a little bit more movement there. But if you're running and gunning, which is kind of what a lot of folks do in the spring, and, and the technical definition of running and gunning, I guess, would be are basically playing cat and mouse with the turkey. Um, you know, you're so you have your 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 turkey calls, and we'll cover that in a moment. Uh, and you're imitating a, a female turkey, and really, what you're trying to do is you're trying to pull the gobblers away from the the hens. Uh, so it's cat and mouse. It's a lot of fun, and and you know those turkey, the gobblers will get fired up, and they'll they'll gobble and they'll drum and all that kind of stuff. So so that being said, you know when you're out there running around, you've really got to you know, you've got to make sure that you you know you find a good spot, and 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 if you're setting up on the ground and blend into your environment. Um, one of the things I really like to do, you know, at Rancho Bandito, we are we are cursed with a ton of uh, cedar trees. Uh, I actually call mountain junipers. I believe we call them cedar trees. One of the things that we like to do with those cedar trees, especially if we've got time, uh, if we're going to make a stand, okay, so we're we're going to sit there for twenty minutes and call and see if you can attract a gobbler. Is we'll kind of go deep into one of those big cedar bushes and we I always carry loppers with me. In fact, I think we've got it on our page, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh it's a, it's a it's a it's a set made by Gerber, I think. I I love it. Yeah, uh, the uh, recommended turkey gear. Yeah, yeah recommended turkey gear. Uh, if you don't have one, click on the page, read on it and, and go get you some and just keep them in your turkey pack cuz I have used mine. I, I use almost every single hunt. And and the reason why is, you know, if I've got a bird that's working my way and I got a cedar tree or, you know, if I need to make a cut so I can sit up against the base of a tree, guess what? I whip that thing out 
and I start to go in there and I can work on a tree. And basically what I do is I kind of bury myself in that tree and I, and I make myself a nice shooting angle. So mm-hmm. it's good and shady in there. And so the, when, you know, the bird walks past me, hopefully, or, or gets near my decoy, he, you know, he's in trouble. Um, so, but, but, so that, that's kind of a little bit about camouflage and, you know, and where you should set up. Um, going a little bit further, in my opinion, about, you know, where you should set up, multiple ways of, of doing it. You know, first and foremost, you know, the, the gobblers, uh, the second they fly down from the roost, okay, which is typically going to be right at first light, and the roost, by the way, are almost always over water. Um, for some reason, they really like that. Um, they will, the gobblers, uh, during the, the, the turkey rut, okay, so during the spring, they're, they're just going to be all over the hens, okay, trying to get their attention, so on and so forth, okay. Well, the, the hens that have gotten, uh, that have already got nests, uh, they're, they're going to go off, and the gobblers will eventually say, okay, well, you know, she's not worth fighting for. So when they start doing that, when they start getting by themselves, is really when you got a good opportunity to, you know, to locate them. Um, so that, that's kind of where the running and gunning comes. And, uh, and so my advice as far as, you know, where to set up, you you can do what's called putting turkeys to bed. So the night before, if you have the opportunity, you can go in and try to see, obviously you're going to, have to be a ways away. You'll spook them off the roost, but you see where those turkeys are going, you know, where they're roosting. And then you, so, you know, okay, well, you know, I'm. They're probably when they get off the roost, they're going to make their way this way. It's a good ambush point. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, around deer fears is another really good point. Um, but you can do a lot of pre, you know a scouting really, and you in February, March, and uh, and determine what's a what's a good spot to to do that. So let's uh, <clears throat> let's take a quick jump back. <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, talk about some things you can do. You know, to prepare for the season. So. Uh, one thing that I learned from you uh, was practicing your calls, you know, at home before you go out right. into the field because, you know, I mean, you probably haven't done it in a year and maybe you're a, li- right. you're a little rusty and, you know, you want it to get to be sound as authentic as possible because, oh, sure. you know, if you're off a little bit or whatever, you sound like some sort of screaming eagle or <laughs> oh, yeah. something, you oh, know, yeah. it's like, uh, you know, they'll raise up i mean they'll look at you if you if you can see if you even see that they're there you know and right like, what what was that you know right. run, run off so you want to be sure that uh you know you got your call down and that you're oh that's, com- a, comfortable that's a great with point it, you know so that's a great point yeah no no doubt um yeah you, you you definitely need to you need to practice because just just as jimmy says you know if, it, if it's the moment of truth and you got a bird that's 50 yards and coming in and that bird sees your decoys and the last thing you want to do is blow it by you know by 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 uh by spewing a foul note you know whether it be with you know a mouth call or a or a box call your slate call whatever it may be so yeah practicing it's just like in anything is 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 definitely key Um, i'll pull it out here and uh and laura you know i'll I'll do it a little bit and let's just be like what is that yeah (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) she loves it yeah (laughs) it's it's fun oh yeah well there's no doubt one again practice makes perfect and 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 really what the turkey calls there you do have to practice i mean they're not they they do make some that you can just kind of um they're like they're like little boxes you can put in your hand and you you press the the kind of lever on top and yeah you can do a, a hen yelp pretty easily, but I, I've never been, they sound a little too mechanical. So, so for me, I really prefer the, the slate call, 
Uh, and the slate call is going to be just as it suggests. It's basically just like a looks like a coaster, but it's made out of slate. And then you have what's called a striker. Uh, and the striker is going to be typically they're made out of wood. I prefer wood. I, I like the, the the sound of it. And basically, you rub it along the slate, and it'll go. Um, and it, it just makes it, it really it good makes, at that. Yeah, I appreciate it. I've been practicing a lot. I'm practicing since I was seven. But turkey hunting was the first time I ever went off when I was eight years old. So, uh, in Menard, Texas. So I've had a lot of a lot of time. So yeah, the 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 slate call is one call, and then you have the box call. I think the box call is probably the oldest, and probably, if I had to guess, the the most commonly used call still to date. And and, and that's just basically a a box that you you hold in your hand. And it's got a lever on top that you just kind of rub it on the top, and uh, you know a lot of folks still use those, and, and they can be very effective as well. I, I typically don't use a box call. Uh, unless it is very windy, which, you know, as, as as we all know, in the spring, we can get some wind. And I really use it as a, a locator call. Uh, you know, if they can't hear my slate call, if I can't get loud enough with my mouth call, I'll whip out that box call and give it a couple of just real high-pitch shrieks on that. And if there's a turkey close, they'll say, my God, what is that? But, you know, in that wind, it's kind of laundered, if you will. And, um, you know, I can, I can typically get something to talk back to me. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you guys out there want a box call, we, uh, you know, we had a conversation with, uh, uh, uh Hunter's Edge. Oh yeah. And they yeah. have a pretty, pretty good box call there. So if you're looking to buy a new one, check them out. Yeah. God, uh, there was something about that call that I really yeah. liked too. Yeah. I can't remember. We'll have to go back and, uh, listen yeah. or read about it again, but right. uh, no, yeah, check out Hunter's Edge, Hunter's Dash, Dash Edge, and they, right. they have a, a box call there that y'all might be interested in. Oh, yeah. But of course, yeah. they got the uh, those uh, – I don't know if Hunter's Edge has it or not, but just in general, you know, there's the mouth call, right? Yes. The, now, I can't use those because they make me gag. Right, which is really <laughs> I'm, I'm a slate, yeah, yeah, I'm a slate call guy myself as well, but uh, right. I guess some people like those. Yeah, so I that's what I was – that's what I cut yeah. my teeth on. Um, and, and it's really interesting. I have found that different turkeys and different, and this is again, in Texas, they're all Rio Grande's. Okay. From where I hunt in Texas has actually got, uh, three of the, the four species four. four uh, yeah. We've got, uh, Easterns in our far, 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 far Eastern part of the state, few and far between, not a lot. We apparently have a mix between Rio and Merriman, uh, down in, in the Big Bend, kind of in our mountainous area. It's actually something I want to do some research on. And then, of course, the other eight trillion turkeys in the state of Texas are, are Rio Grande, um, Rio Grande turkeys. Um, but but I have found that in different parts of the state, and this could be uh, in, in other states as well, that they're more susceptible to different types of calls. For example, when I grew up hunting in Menard, um, which is kind of the you know the the the, the hill country, they were all over the mouth call. So my dad, you know, taught me how to use a mouth call, uh, much to the to the, the frustration of my mother. And uh, he actually, and this is another great tip for, for you dads out there that have a kiddo that want to learn the, the mouth call and are not afraid of them choking to death. Um, you can actually get a pair of scissors and actually cut one down. So that's going to, to definitely uh, lessen the gag reflex. <laughs> as <generally laughs> yeah, um, I just don't even bother. I just go yeah. to my slate. Yeah. <laughs> 
But I, I became really proficient at the mouth call, and I've used we, when we, our next lease in Throgmorton, and then in Albany, Texas, I used the mouth call, which is fantastic. Because with the mouth call, obviously you have a bird who makes his living on seeing everything that moves. You know, if you can be right there and holding your shotgun or your rifle and camouflage and get that bird at 20 yards, you know, while you're just using your mouth call and putting and purring, doing whatever you need to do to get that, that, that bird in, in, in range, it's fantastic. You know, whereas with a slate call, and, and I know you've been there before, God, you know, if you've got a bird that's hung up at, at, at 70 yards was looking straight at you, you don't have a lot of options. Right. Like, I think you and I both have learned to, you know, hold up our shotgun with one hand while, yep. you know, using a slate call on your thigh, which is, let me tell you, it is nerve-wracking. Oh, yeah. That's nothing like it. Speaking of nerve-wracking. Yeah. Uh, but in a good way. Um, yeah. I love, it just made me think of it, there's nothing better than getting out there right as the sun's coming up, and you do your first call, and if one talks back to you, oh, you know, yeah. right on that, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. first call, Oh, and all yeah. of a sudden your adrenaline starts going, you know, and oh. especially, I mean, especially if it's kind of close, yeah. you know, you're like, Oh, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, and so I, what I was going to say is, uh, what I try to do now, every time I, if I'm walking around, you know, and I'm right. trying to, trying to get someone to engage, engage with me, you know, bef bef right before I call, I always kind of look around real quick to say, okay, oh, sure. if, if I hear, if, if something talks back to me, perfect. you know, what's within, I don't know, the most 20 yards here that I could kind of, quickly go to and sit down and make it kind of an advantageous place yep. to sit. Yep. You know, that, that um, is an outstanding tip. Um, I, I, I would love, of course, there's, there's absolutely no way of getting this sort of information, but I would love to know how many hunters get busted, you know, uh -huh. walking, coming around a corner, yelping on a, a whatever and, and bam, there's your bird, you know, right. right. And they didn't, or have you're freaking ability. out, like trying to set up, you know, get your exactly. decoy out and try to sit right. down. Like, oh, where do I put it? <laughs> right. And yeah, yeah and I've been there before. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the, the name of the game with running and gunning, we say running and gunning, but you know, it's, it's really walking very carefully. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and as Jimmy said, I mean, you, you, you just chance sometimes, you don't, you don't even cover very much ground. You're just out there slowly, very methodically moving. Um, and you know, a, a really good piece of gear to carry with you is going to be binoculars. Um, you know, back when I was a kid and I could see from here to the next County, I didn't have them. You know, it was just yet another thing. But unfortunately, as my eyes have gotten older, um, you know, it, they're really nice to have because, you know, sure, you can see that bright jelly head at, you know, 40 yards, but a thousand yards is a little bit more difficult. And guess what? He can see you with no problem. Uh, they don't get bad vision. Of course, I think they only lived to like eight years old, maybe, or maybe less than that, but not enough time for the cataract to sit in. Yeah, right, right, right. So, um, yeah, carry binoculars. I think that's a good segue into our, our, our kind of the, you know, what gear do you carry, you know? Yeah. So, uh, also definitely... if you're walking, you know, yes. if you're doing running and gunning, as you say, you know, right. have comfortable boots, oh, you know? God, yes. especially in the morning, have ones that, you know, have some sort of, uh, I don't know, Gore-Tex or something on there because of the dew on the ground, yep. especially in the spring. Yep. You know, that's, 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 I, I would not go out without, without my, uh, boots. Sure. Are, uh, yeah, just like that. So, yep, yep, and, and you know, typically I'd say 
most hunters in the in, in at least in Texas go out with snake boots because of course mm-hmm. the the rattle bugs are good and fired up and the copperheads and everything else that will ruin your day and cost you a lot of money and the visit to the hospital um, are are slithering around. So yeah, a good pair of snake boots I think is a must. And then as Jimmy alluded to, it'll it'll keep the the dew off your pants and all that kind of stuff. Um, I also highly recommend a uh, a turkey vest. You know they make a a dedicated turkey vest that basically it amounts to is a it's just kind of like a uh, almost like a backpack but it's got you know pockets in the front as well they, it has a seat for you to sit on uh which of course is really nice if you're you know if you're if you're hunting out there kind of where we do where there's a lot of rocks and things of that nature some of them now actually come with back braces which i think is pretty cool um but you know it, it, it's good especially again we've used it a million times when you're out there running and gunning when you got all this, you're carrying all this gear. It's nice to have all these pockets, um, oh, yeah, so that you sure. you can be ready. So, um, you know, and again, some of the other things that we carry besides your license. Uh, don't forget zip ties. Don't forget a pin, because yeah. uh, if you shoot a turkey, you got to sit there and tag it. Um, you know, so so carry a pin. Obviously, a flashlight, a knife. Uh, carry your little tree pruning kit. Uh, no doubt about that. And uh, I take uh, I take a couple of uh, freezer bags myself oh, in case you know I'm like if I want to just clean the bird you know out there. Right. I'll just put the put the breasts and the you know I'll take the legs the thighs. Yep. Put them in yep. the the uh, in my freezer bag so keep right. them relatively you know clean and they're sure. dried back into the yep to the house or whatever. Um, yep. And you mentioned the uh, the vest, yeah. I I, still, I love my vest. It has the uh, the the cushion that comes down, but I don't even use that anymore because <laughs> I ended up buying one of those turkey chairs that you ah. know the, the the ones that sit low on the ground. Okay, and uh, I thought you were gonna say that your butt had gotten so big that you didn't oh, no. <laughs> have it anymore. No, no, not yet. But uh, yeah, <laughs> luckily I could still fit in the turkey chair. Right, and, uh, not, not the turkey pants. Though. Right. Oh no, no, no way. <laughs> Uh, the the the, the uh, button has already popped off that. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, but uh, speaking of, I need to go buy some more. I think. Oh god. This year, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, I let me tell you, I swear by that turkey chair. Right. I got mine at uh, Cabela's, just okay. like, like camo turkey chair deal. But I mean, you, know, you could since you'll be sitting in it, and if you're kind of up against something, you don't really necessarily need like <clears throat> the camo one or anything right. and i think they're now sold and just like you know you can find like a gray one or whatever right. like academy or whatnot but there's yeah. they're that low profile low sitting chair and right. oh my god let me tell you that was like um day, like huh? a night and day situation and what's great about it also is if you know i like to sit for a long period of time right spots sometimes even if i'm not hearing anything because no in my mind silent. exactly i'm always like you know it's my luck that I'll be sitting here ten minutes, twenty minutes, oh, yeah. you know, doing calls every now and then or whatever. And then if I get impatient, then I'll be like, okay, well, you know, let me wait a little longer because yeah, they could be right around the corner. Or right. if I get up, because it's happened to me both, all all different scenarios where I'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna move because there's nothing here. I'll stand up and bam, like five yards away, <laughs> there's right. that silent turkey. Oh yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, or, or and or, I mean, I've sat there probably, you know, a lot longer and just been right. like, okay, start, you know, daydreaming off. And then all of a right. sudden, two toms co- come around a cedar right. You know, right there without saying a word. So yep. it's like, you just kind of never know. But anyway, my point there is 
having one of those turkey chairs uh, lets you sit significantly longer right. than if you're just kind of sitting there, you know, without any kind of back brace, or sure. if you're, you know, you're leaning against a tree if if you can. Right. Uh, but just the, having that chair kind of allows you to. You don't necessarily have to find a good tree, good perpendicular tree that you can kind of lean against because right. you just set that tree really or that chair in pretty much in front of anything. Right. It's it's and spend a lot more time in one spot if you need to. Right. You right. Know, before your body just starts shutting down and going against you. <laughs> and that and that's really nice cuz I can't tell you how many times where again I've been I've been in a hurry and uh, I have to end up, you know, sitting on a, a, a you know backing up against a mesquite tree, which you know if y'all don't know what a mesquite tree is, you know, it's got a lot of thorns <laughs> uh, and it can really hurt. Um yeah, so you know something something that you mentioned, I, I, we kind of jumping all around here, but you know, you mentioned something about uh, you know, turkeys coming in silent, you know, um, that, that, that's a really good tip. I, I'd like to, to mention, because I, again, I think it's another area that a lot of people really get, get nailed. Uh, and, and that is, you know, you have a bird, you have a turkey, you know, maybe it's really windy that, that seems to be the times where I, they can get really quiet and, you know, early season, super late season, uh, you know, sometimes the toms, the, the, uh, the gobblers will get real, they, they just get real call shy. And, and and they won't say a lot, and they'll come in. They'll come in silent to check out what's going on. So uh, much like duck hunting, don't overdo it. You know, if you again, because the more you're calling, you know, you're 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 giving away your location, which is great, okay. But but one of the other problems, and I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, getting off topic again. But one one of the other problems is if if a tom is hooked up on a hen, and that hen's just hanging around this little area, and you keep calling. Okay, that Tom knows you're gonna you're there, you know, because he's got the ability to kind of pinpoint where you are. I mean, you know, probably not like us with GPS, right? But you know, <laughs> he knows that you're not getting any further away. You're not getting any closer. You know, sometimes just shutting up if you've got a bird that's hung up, um, you know, can really do wonders because that bird will start to think, "Oh crap, you know, what's going on?" And um, and he can he can come after you. What's well, the whole principle um, of? Uh... Like with humans, I'm I'm imagining I guess it's for with it and them too. It's like, a, you know, you don't want to seem too desperate, right? You know, it's like if he's like, well, you know, that hen is really desperate, so she's right. probably going to be there for me whenever I want to go to her. Oh, of course. So yeah. I'll stick around here for a while, rather. Yeah. Rather, but instead of what you know, kind of what you're saying, where it's like give a couple, sure, and then he'll make them wonder, like, oh no, is it is she going away? Yeah, she, you know, did someone else get her? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Right. Right. Yeah. And, yep. and and something to something to think about, you know, and something to remember is that you know, a lot of times the when the, the birds are not gobbling, they're always going to be fanning. Okay, so let's talk about fanning. Fanning is basically when you know everybody's saying when a turkey blows up. Okay, he's 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 putting on his tuxedo. You know, he's all blown up. And you know, if if you, if you spend any time in the woods and you've been close enough to them, when they fan up, they make this, and that's literally the way it sounds. And and so we call that drumming, and it goes. And I cannot tell you how many times um, I've been sitting in an area, and I hear that. You know, it's getting closer and closer. And there's my bird. He never gobbled. Okay. Mm-hmm. He 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 never. <clears throat> I mean, he never pucked or you know they, he didn't do anything. He just fanned. He was drumming. Okay, the whole time, mm-hmm. and uh, and that way I was prepared. And then I ended up getting him. So you know you be, be listening for that. Uh, well, that's that's a good yeah. I mean that's a great be listening. You yeah, know I mean? be it's listening. Like, yeah, 
use that sense more than you use it, you know, in normal. I, I like to, uh, you know, sit there a lot of times and I'll close my eyes. Now, you know, assuming we didn't drink too much the night before to where I'll fall asleep. Sitting right. there, you know, it's, if, if I'm okay, then, right. <laughs> then I, you know, I like to kind of, if you try it, you know, at home or anywhere, if you close your eyes and then kind of almost divert that sense to your ears, you can, you know, almost in a way feel like you hear more. Oh, sure. You know, you're able to yeah. hear more detail and that type well, you're, of thing. You're, so, you're focused on it. Yeah, you know? you're focused on it. So that's yeah. what I like to do is sit there and right. if I call and then just kind of be still and kind of just listen, see if you can hear, right. I don't know, like even, f- you know, little feet on the ground, you know, or something moving, yeah. anything like that, you know, just right. to give you some well, idea. Yeah, and, and, and talking about hearing, you know, they they've got those 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 um those power muffs now, you know, the walk I think Walker's game ears are the ones I have. Again, they're on our they're on our recommended gear page on feedman.com. Uh but the, I've actually got those pairs and I've actually used them uh when turkey hunting and, and of course they serve two purposes. Uh, obviously so you don't go deaf when that twelve gauge goes off by your ear. Um the other thing is is that excuse me, it'll allow you to hear, you know, so if it's a windy day and may, and maybe you're not having any luck, you know, calling the gobbler to you, you know, sometimes when you're running a gun, you need to go to that gobbler. Yep. Uh, so with those muffs on, you're able to hear a heck of a lot more than you can do with just the, uh, the naked ear per se. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I guess just to round out the idea of, you know, <clears throat> if you have, if you found a spot and you're sitting and everything, just remind yourself to be patient. For you know, sure. I think. Just uh, give it a little more time. For That's sure. I say when you're ready to get up, just a, just a little more time, unless it's blatantly obvious. That right. I, right. Know, and, and, and with that being said, you know, with that being said, before you, you know, before you put your decoys out, and and you know, we'll we'll talk about decoys here in a second. But before you put your decoys out, you know, make sure you've got a good visibility. Uh, make sure you've got shade, and 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 say to yourself, okay, you know, I'm gonna I could be sitting here for an hour or longer. You know, is this somewhere I want to be? Um, so yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Give it, give it some thought before you, before you, you stake your claim. Mm-hmm. Speaking of staking, how about mm-hmm. we segue into decoys? <laughs> yeah, or how about not staking? Because not all the decoys that I own can't stake into pure rock, and that's well, that's true. That I'm is at, tough. I'm, I'm going to talk to you that offline because I think I got an idea for that. But okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so there there are multiple bajillions of types of turkey decoys. Um, you know, back in, in yesteryear, they used just to have the hen, you know, just a female turkey, and boy, that was great. You know, and they made them one that you could blow them up, and, you know, they, they now they make them to where they basically look real, and they move, and all that kind of stuff. You know, they've also got a jake decoy. So a jake is a young turkey, uh, and you could tell a jake from a, uh, from a tom or a gobbler, because a jake, you still have a red head. Okay, their gobble, when they gobble, it sounds a little, it doesn't sound as as, as full, as, as um, what's the word I'm looking for? As powerful, okay? Mm-hmm. And also their beard on their chest is short. Typically, it'll just kind of stick out as far as, but they won't like sag down like a big gobbler. So anyways, they, they make jake decoys. They make jake decoys on top of hen decoys. They make full-blown gobbler decoys. They make all kinds of stuff now. Um, and so if you've got a situation where you got a lot of jakes, young turkeys, all right, um, and you've got a hen decoy, what I always do, um, <clears throat> I always end up putting my, my hen decoy down and then putting my jake decoy down right behind the, the hen decoy. So it looks like they're, you know, playing leapfrog, right? <laughs> and so, 
what's what's great about that is that when Mr. Big Old Jellyhead Tom turns the corner, hopefully, uh, and and sees this young buck about to get on his lady. Um, I mean, we uh-huh. have, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and you'll hear the stories. It happens to my father multiple times. It's not happened to me where that turkey will actually take flight. Um, and, and let me tell you, turkeys don't fly unless they have to. Um, but they'll take flight and jump on that hen or that Jake decoy and beat the snot out of them. Uh, and it's so funny because you're so entranced, like, oh, my God, what's going on? Half time you forget to pull the damn trigger. Uh, but, of course, that's that's all about it. You know, the, if you're able to get the, the get get that super aggressive Tom, that's just that's just bonus bonus, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That, yep. that is great. A yeah. lot of- I do. Uh, I, I'll do both. Uh, sometimes I'll just use the hen by itself, right. and then I've done what you said too. And yeah, I haven't seen one, you know, go at the Jake right. quite to that level yet. But I have seen one go up to it and kind of do like a little kind of kick type thing, you know, like testing it out or like, you know, trying to give it just a little a bump, if you will. Right. You know, right. Kind of, thing. right. of course, that lasted like he lived about you know two seconds after that. So oh like... sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, don't uh, don't hesitate to, yeah. to pull that trigger because again, they can they can be in there focusing on their decoys and then and then um, they can wait, be away. Might real, yeah, I'll realize. Uh, wait a minute, something's not right here. This thing's right. not fighting back or moving. Right, right. <laughs> and you know, another tip about putting out a decoys, something that I always do. It's always been a good practice. I feel is uh, I never put those decoys straight in line with me. Um, and, and the reason why I say that is because. If if you put your decoys out 20 yards right in front of you, okay, um, there's a chance that as that Tom's coming in, if he sees me move, okay, or or something doesn't seem right to him because he's looking at the decoy, but then he can see in the background he's got me in the background. So right. I always put my decoys, actually, I always put my decoys uh, offset to my left, uh, just slightly to my left, and that's because I'm right-handed. Yeah. And I, I've that's got right. a lot Good more point. range of movement uh to to that side so um and obviously when 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 that bird is is closing in you can't move your you can't move so you know you if you you've got to try to be as comfortable as you can and and try to try try to make all those accommodations before you before he walks in so that's a great uh a great tip there yeah i don't think we have that one in our uh our our guide to turkey do we not our website we need to add that one speaking of i don't think we've talked about that yet we do have a uh, pretty cool guide on our website. Uh, we, we've called it uh, the Begin- uh, Guide to Turkey Hunting for Beginners. Let me find the exact title here. Uh, uh, it is Turkey Hunting Tips for the Beginner. Nice. But, you know, there, there are tips that any, anybody can use, even, you know, the most seasoned turkey hunter, just to oh, yeah. come down and uh, we invite you guys to go to feedbandit.com and go to our blog and find that. It's Turkey Hunting Tips for the Beginner and read through that. Uh, we'd I'd love to hear from uh, you turkey hunters out there say uh, whether you agree or disagree with some of our tips or if you got ex- other tips that aren't in there you know please send them to us uh, that'd be great uh, we'll, we'll add you know we'll add the tips to to this guide and uh, yeah just make for a good conversation you know I mean sure. love to hear how people do it everyone can kind of do it a little differently you know everyone yeah. has their own kind of style and whatnot so. Uh, yeah, it'd be great to hear from other people about that. Yeah, the, I'll put the uh, link to that in the show notes. By the way, yeah, I, I'd be interested too. You know, because the the, the various species of turkeys kind of act 
uh, you know, differently as opposed, you know, it, uh, compared to each other. Like I know the Rios are kind of, they kind of get the, 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 the bad rep for being kind of the dummies, which I don't know about that, but, um, you know, I know the Easterns are, are tough birds, you know, they're, they're not, they're, they're not suckers, you know, as easily as the Rios are for calls and, uh, Osceola's I, I don't know a lot about and Merriman's I don't know a lot about, uh, so. Well, I tell you, the uh, the Turkey Grand Slam is definitely on my bucket list. Oh, yeah, golly. Okay, well, hold on. Is this the Continental United States Grand Slam or the Worldwide Grand Slam? Uh, I think they technically say just the four. Okay, well, because, you know, the one I'm talking about, there's one in Mexico. God, it's, it's gorgeous. Um, I think it's in Mexico. That's down yeah, someplace with the jungle. But it's... Um, uh, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> It's a really pretty, uh, really got gorgeous looking turkey. I mean, it puts all the ones we've got here to shame. In fact, it almost kind of oh. looks like a peacock. Uh, oh, really? but yeah, I, I think it's in maybe it's in South America. I don't know. Sure, you're not thinking of the peacock? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. It's down there somewhere. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it, it's really it sounds really like cool. it would be in South America. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. Hawaii is that down there? I don't know. That's uh, you know, I mean, it's all relative. I yeah, I need a map. Let's put it that yeah. way. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but turkey hunting's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it, it, something we always talk about here is you know trying to get the kiddos involved. Um, you know, it, if if you've got a pop up blind, you know, you in a, in a good area, you know, it's just a great time to get the kids out there, you know, especially if they've been in a in a in a tower stand like they do at a. At Rancho Bandito, you know, getting them down there, kind of eye level with the critters is fun because obviously you see, you see other things other than just turkeys. You know, you obviously the, the deer and the axis or antelope or whatever it may be. Um, it's a lot of fun. So, and uh, I'm hoping this year I'm going to try get my oldest to shoot a turkey. I uh, oh, I'm trying really? to buy a. Um, uh, and I don't want to talk too much about because I want to do a big piece and write up on. But there's a, there's a, a new shotgun coming out that's uh, I think is just going to be incredible. Well, it will be incredible for for kiddos. Uh, so I'm really pumped. I was going to try to. It it, it kind of frustrates me because I was going to go buy it a couple of days ago, and I called the company and they said, "Oh well, it's on back order." I'm like, "What? Are you serious? I mean, this is the time to have the thing uh, in stock, people. Right. You know." Uh, since it's kind of a dedicated turkey gun, so, but uh, one, but try to go buy that. And we'll we'll talk more about it a little bit later in the season. Okay, cool. We'll look forward yep. to hearing about that. Oh, for sure. I hope I'm uh, hope I'm there when uh, she gets the first one. Oh man, me too. Me too. <laughs> It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot well, of fun. All right. Well, uh, what what else have we not covered? Can you think of anything? Golly, there's probably something that we're missing. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Oh yeah, be sure to get a picture with it, of course. Oh yeah. When you get one, I mean that's. Oh a, yeah. That is a a requirement. Yep. 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 Find some uh, find some wildflowers. You know, blue bonnets mm-hmm. as we have here in Texas, or Indian paintbrushes, whatever it may be. Yep. No doubt. Oh, it, that reminds me about the uh, pictures of uh, harvests and things of that nature. Uh, if you guys are on Instagram, uh, send us. Or you know, uh, direct message us on Instagram. Send us your pictures of your kills and stuff oh, like please. that. We'd love to see them, and we'd love to post them on our account. You know, if you want us to, oh for sure, to put them, you know, put them out there uh, on our account. We'd love to do that too. So it's it's fun to see what uh, you know what other people take. So 
you know, if you haven't yet, uh, start doing that. Send us the things that you take down. So, yeah, you know, I, I'd love to see a picture, maybe just a short little write up, you know, and, you know, did the bird come in silent, you know, stuff like that. It, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, just, it's really cool to hear, okay, you know, this fella out there in North Carolina, you know, ba, 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 you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, where and, yep. You know, a little bit of how, if you will, sure. that type of thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, what else? Uh, I don't, I don't think we're. I mean, there's other things where I'm you sure know, there is little details here and there. But oh yeah, you know, if you're interested in in general with some of the gear that we talked about, you know, and the stuff really that we use. Yeah. Uh, com. If you go to recommended gear and uh, check out the turkey hunting gear page, we got uh, we got a list of all the stuff that we really like to use. Yep. That uh, yep. is always been good to us and our hunts you'll and you'll be able to see the chair that i'm talking about on there right so i highly recommend it especially I, I sorry i know it seems like i'm focused on this but as you'll remember uh corn bandit i had uh, lower back issues for a little while and uh, yeah i had to I, contend I with that, that during turkey season and that's kind of what made me get the chair and then once i got it i was like oh my god what <laughs> where have right. i been without the, you know sure Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that the two main things I, as far as I'm concerned, was that chair and good boots with you know some sort of Gore-Tex or something in them, but comfortable enough to walk wherever you know right. uh, to walk miles. Yes. Uh, and then actually the other thing we didn't talk about that I might recommend to people that I really like is my camo hat, but the hat right. has the mesh already built into it into it itself, so right. I don't use like a separate mesh uh, mask and then put my hat on. I just right. have it all together attached to the hat that way it's right. one less thing that i gotta gotta mess with you know what i mean so yeah no and, and that's a that's a really good point you know i i used to use well I, i've used them all i mean back from the 80s ones where you look like some sort of uh you know jihadist <laughs> to uh you know i was using some other ones uh recently that they're a full head mask which in the morning was great when it was cool you know, but now I've kind of gone to one that, again, you know, said a billion times, you're running and gunning. If you need to set up quick, I've gone to my mask actually uh, sits around my neck. And so if I need to throw it up real quick, hey, no problem. I just throw it up real quick. And it covers basically to the back of my ears. So that's that that's sufficient. I mean, if something comes by, you know, from the back and, and sees my neck, well, God, you know what? Maybe it wasn't meant to be anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, that, that that is a good tip, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, what else? Uh, I guess that's uh, that's all I can think of right now, other than just yeah. the very fact that we're talking about turkey hunting right uh-huh. now. And, and just for people out there, we're actually recording this in the evening. Yeah. And uh, I am probably not going to be able to go to bed quickly tonight because I'll be sitting here thinking about it all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, just uh, still got... Uh, a little over a week and a half or so, yeah. or a week until the season starts here. But uh, well, the, the South South Texas zone is start, has already started up. Um, oh, how the South has okay yeah, more zone. Fact, I think it started, uh, which, which is uh, I think it started. Uh, God, like a week ago, hey, this Saturday, last Saturday. Yeah, so Saturday, they're already they're week. already shooting jelly heads. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to move south then. Uh, well, yeah, believe me, I would rather live anywhere than Dallas, but that, yeah, that's sure. me, so, yeah. Uh, all right, well, uh, I don't know. That's all I got. 
me as well. Yeah, be be checking back with our uh, our our pages and stuff, and, and check out our our YouTube page. I'm working really hard on that. Yeah. But, uh, I'm actually going to be posting a video probably this weekend or maybe early next week. Of I've got a um, talk about turkey decoys. I've got a, uh, a a gobbler decoy that that I bought. Actually, it's a jag decoy that's got the the fan that fans out. Well, it's got a a, a plastic stake. Uh, system that goes with it, and that's obviously how you get the stamp on the ground. Well, where we hunt, uh, and it'd just be the same for anywhere where it's real rocky, um, I mean, it just takes forever to try to find a place to, to to stick it in the ground, you know. Well, sure enough, I ended up breaking it. Um, so I'm going to try to retrofit something from uh, one of the big box uh, home supply stores to uh, to make it so that I can set it up quickly. I mean, add some bells and whistles to it, too. So so be looking for that video. I may do a little write-up on it as well, but um, you, know, heck, you right. know, we could be on to something here. Well, that's true. I also have a – that's an interesting little uh, tip there that I – so you're right. There's a lot of rocks and that type of thing, so it's hard. Yeah. But one thing that I found that sometimes helps is if you're out there, try to look for like a little clump of some weeds. Right, right. That's kind of coming up, up off the ground. Yes. And then that might give you enough to stick yep. it in, you know, enough dirt that's oh, kind of sure. lumped in there with the weeds right. to to stick it in there. So that's oh yeah, no that that's that's a great tip. And uh, I mean, have you ever been busted setting up a decoy because you were just you know looking, looking, looking and couldn't find a spot? And oh yeah, you know, have you? Oh man, oh yeah, that's that's demoralizing. Yeah, um, yeah. There's <laughs> there. Getting busted, period, when you're out there is oh, yeah. so demoralizing. But, yeah, it's even worse when you're kind of, you know, you're like, okay, I got, I got like, a little setup here. I'm going to yeah. set, set the decoy out. Yeah. And, I think and I'm you're, in you're, shape. And, yeah, yeah. and you're standing out there kind of like with your pants down. Uh, and you look at them. They look at you. And then the worst is when there's that, that pause of, like, two or three seconds. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe if that, that long. Maybe two seconds. Where yeah. they're, they're like, and then they start doing the the dreaded peck, which is the oh, and they, and they go totally white, and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm done. boom, oh, <laughs> and you're like, no, it's awful. And yet during deer season, you can't scare them away with the, oh, I know, with with, with with a cruise ship horn. No, oh, it's crazy. Uh, I haven't posted that video yet. I need to, but. Oh. <laughs> But when yeah. I was in the blind and I kept getting out with the umbrella and they're just still yeah. sticking around out there, I'm like, come on. Yeah, yeah. It's really I felt funny. like I was, uh, uh, you know, in uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade when they, right. they crashed that, the plane on the beach there and Sean Connery or uh, Dr. Jones's uh, father, he's goes right. and gets all the birds to fly up and crash the, the other plane into right, the mountain. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's funny. During during deer season, we cannot get those corn rats away. I mean, it's just incredible. Whereas during turkey when, during turkey season, uh, I mean, it's like you're in the next county and you move too quick and the whole they're, they're gone, you know, which is really kind of funny because, you know, when, when whitetail bucks are in the rut, that's when, you know, a lot of people kill a lot of big deer because they're, they're kind of, you know, they got they got the ladies on their mind. Well, yeah. you would think it would be the same for all animals, but for, but it seems like for gobblers, it just makes them smarter. Uh, yeah. Which eh, which is kind of counterintuitive. I mean, if you oh, think about exactly, it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, oh yep. well. Yep. All right. Well, that I think that'll about do it for tonight. That was fun. I'm yeah, excited. It was I'm fun. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to uh, reporting back here, oh, yeah. same bat time, same bat channel about uh, the, our successes out in the field. Uh, Man, we're I all hope. Mr. Tom. 
I hope. You know, I, I went on a I taught a lot of people to turkey hunt and I killed a lot of turkeys. But ever since I've been teaching, I ain't been killing. Um <laughs> so I ended up blasting one last year from a from I ended up kinda ambushing him and oh god, it was so great. Besides the fact that my shoulder almost fell off from <laughs> shooting a twelve gauge, you know, at an angle down like there. But uh um yeah, worth I'm, it. I'm, Oh no, it is. It is. It was a lot of fun. I'm I'm hoping that the uh Hope I'm blessed again this year to get one. So we'll see. Awesome. All right. Well, folks, uh, you get get out there, get out in the field, and get yourself a turkey this year. Uh, and let us know how it goes. And again, send us your picture. We'd love to see it. Um, just as a reminder, uh, you know, if you're listening to this and uh, you're not yet on our email list, be sure to get on there so you don't miss out on some deals and some cool gear and services that we send out to. Uh, our community uh, on our email list. If you want to do that, you can do it easily by texting the word bandit to three, four, five, three, four, five. And when you do again, like I said, uh, we'll send you uh, some good deal deals on gear and services straight to your inbox. You'll be joining the hunt and you'll be up to speed on everything we're talking about and doing. So we hope to uh, have you, uh, have you along. Uh, I guess with that, uh, old Corn Bandit, you know, uh, you have a good one if you're still there. Same to you, my friend. Okay, <laughs> make sure you're still there. <laughs> All right, uh, it, well, it, it, yeah, the, the, the poor connection is hitting. Oh dear, okay, well, before that gets too bad, uh, everybody out there, have a good one and good luck hunting. Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit podcast. If you want to find new and innovative hunting gear and service providers not typically offered through the traditional big box hunting stores, come on over and join the hunt at feedbandit.com join. When you join, as a bonus, you'll get our entertaining free e-guide of unique hunting tips and tricks. And a reminder to all you small businesses, feed stores, gear inventors, or entrepreneurs in the hunting space. If you'd like to get more exposure to potential customers by being featured on the FeedBandit podcast, please let us know. We'd love to discuss what we can do for you and your business. Go to FeedBandit.com slash promote. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please give us a rating and review on iTunes as it would really help us out. Go to FeedBandit.com slash iTunes. Thanks everyone for listening. Until next time. Please remember to support your local feed store.